0: Uh, okay. So at, th- at this stage, you should uh, you should no use no swear words. Oh, and,
1: um, no swear words. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> oh <crap>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry, we'll cut that. We'll cut that. I'm going to start it off.
1: Yes. Um, start with the plan. All
0: right. Here's the plan. The plan is. Okay. Hi, this is Nick Basket, co-founder of Bar Talks, the website for coffee and cocoa fanatics. I'm joined by my espresso partner in crime, Max Mascaloni, And Hi, together, <laughs> together uh, completely sober, we thought it'd be a good idea to drink our way around the country using quality beans from small batch roasters. And in the process, learn what it takes to make great espresso. Uh, but using relatively inexpensive equipment that any reasonably dedicated coffee lover might have in their own kitchen. So Max is a scientist who refurbishes commercial uh, espresso machines in his spare time in his garage. And before COVID, I was co-owner of a restaurant and cafe. Neither of us are experts. And in fact, I think we both have a lot to learn. But whilst there's many people out there who are Uh, know a lot more, I think, than we do on making espresso, we really wanted to take a different approach, right? And make espresso at home like you make espresso at home. So no Lama Zoccos and no niche zeros. Uh, uh, So instead, we're going to be sharing our sweet victories and trying not to be sour when it doesn't work out so well. And I think uh, there's going to be quite a few of those. So uh, it's a tough job, but as champions of public interest, uh, Max and I are stepping up to the challenge. And in this podcast, which we're labeling 0.5, we thought we should describe the equipment that we're using, uh, which passes, um, what passes for our attempt at a methodology. And so we have uh, some kind of chance to at least be within the realm of consistency from week to week. So Max, do you want to go first and describe what kind of equipment you use and what espresso perhaps you also naturally like?
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so at the moment I'm using uh, a Paros as an extraction machine. Uh, the Paros is uh, uh, a model from Gaja that was, I don't, I don't think it sold very much. Uh, it came around year 2000, and uh, it's basically it's uh, a Gaja classic with um, a different design and um, a grinder on the side, which I'm not using. To grind the coffee, I actually use a Gaja MDF from 1986. Uh, it's a fast-spinning, uh, flat burr grinder. So in my case, the, the grinds are consistent and uh, in one single uh, shape, in one single size, while if you use a conical bur, you have two sizes coming up. So that's that can be one of the differences in the flavor extraction of the coffee. Sorry, this is the scientist talking. (laughs) 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 Um, I normally try to avoid doing too much weighing before, after, counting. I tend to do it very much old-style Italian Italian way. So I put the coffee in. Sometimes, most of the times nowadays, just because I've been influenced by Nick here, I weigh it out. (laughs) So I weigh the coffee in, and then I just uh, press it, put it in the coffee machine and brew it. I do not count how long it takes. I hardly measure the, the, the volume that comes out. I just look at the coffee when it comes out and um, when it starts to, to dance, as, the, as they say, uh, the, the, the coffee spout, uh, sorry, the, the, the dropping coffee starts to dance, uh, means that it's basically mostly water, and then I stop. That's when I stop. So for me, there's not a lot of uh, thirty seconds, thirty grams in thirty seconds. It's uh, a lot more empirical. You look at it when it's when it feels done, it's done.
0: So I think I, that's probably how a lot of people are going to be going to be making espresso, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think it's I think it's also the most uh, the most consistent way of making sure that you extract everything. Otherwise, I have the feeling that I might leave some something in. And uh, how
0: much the coffee is. <laughs> I want to get my money's worth.
1: Yeah, I, w- I want to get all of it. So in general, what I like in coffee is uh, bitterness. I do not like acidity. And um, most of the coffees that we, we will try are always uh, going to be um, mild roasts. So with a lot of acidity, because Nick really likes me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in general, what I try to do, I try to, to avoid it. So I try to avoid overextraction and, uh, I try to avoid, uh, very acid coffee cause it doesn't really agree with me. I prefer bitterness. So I prefer dark roasts typically. And, uh, I think that this biases me towards the bitterness. So I, I always try to find the bitterness even in a very mild roast. So this is something <laughs> I tend to do.
0: Fantastic thank you so from my side uh, i'm using a gaggia classic pro 2019 which i have uh, modded with a, a a pid attachment um and i've i've stuck on a nine bar uh, spring so that means nothing to you uh, don't worry i guess we can talk about that later but but basically the gaggia classic pro is one of the one of the best selling sort of enthusiast machines it's pretty cheap uh, as far as espresso machines go, but there's loads of, uh, it's a very reliable machine and there's loads of sort of add-ons and, and, and easy to get parts for it. So I've combined that with a, uh, sage grinder, otherwise known as a Breville, uh, in, in the US. I think it's the smart pro grinder, which is, um, using conical burrs. And, uh, I think the, I think the gadget comes with a 16 gram basket. So, I'm somewhat limited though at the moment until I get a new basket. Somewhat limited in uh, 14 to 16 gram shots. So my my approach uh to to uh to to making the espresso in the morning is first of all to to clean the grinder and the equipment because uh typically someone else has been in there first um using uh using some some other beans, usually some pretty cheap supermarkety type beans. And on the uh, on the occasions that I have forgotten to clean it out, I usually get a pretty disgusting first um, first espresso. So I I have a, a very a scientific approach to the way I clean my grinder, which is to take the hopper off, uh, turn it upside down, and give it a good shake. Um, there's actually got uh, one of the things I do like about the the Sage uh, Smart Pro grinder is that you can take the top part of the burr off with a little a little twist. And it comes out really easily, so that gets to be cleaned really well. I just get a brush in there, clean it all out. You'd be amazed at the kind of the crap that comes out. Um, and then I uh, then I put a few beans through, set the grind setting to whatever I'm going to be setting it to, uh, run a few beans through that, maybe five or ten grams worth, and that's my grinder setup. Um, so I always make sure the the cups I'm using are warm, uh, the baskets warm. And I, unlike Max, I time everything. I weigh everything. Uh, however, I've got a horribly cheap, uh, a horribly, horribly cheap um, Chinese sort of knockoff uh, uh, um, uh, weighing scale, and uh, it it's sort of somewhat temperamental. So sometimes it's uh, it, it's stable enough to go from one to the next, and then other times. Um, you you have to uh, you have to take into account that it's probably moved by a gram or so so it's it's probably better than no actually it's probably worse than nothing but um, I'm stuck with it at the moment so that's what I use and uh, I will change basically'll I'll, I have a methodology where I'll run the first shot um, starting usually with 14 grams and then increase the the dose from there uh, and change then change the grind setting so I'll try and lock in the dose try and lock in the grind settings and then just play with the time and the output. So that's my, that's my methodology. Um, it somewhat is changing a little bit as I'm learning more and I'm learning how to, especially with the medium roasts, as I'm learning how to uh, extract more flavor from those medium roasts, um, in a bit of more of a, a structured way. So we'll, 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 we'll see how that goes. Great. Max. Um, this is going to be an exciting journey, I think. Where we where we've got something like four hundred roasters, I think, in the UK. So, yeah, uh, so not there's really the coffee. Of, <laughs> <laughs> a lot for us to get through, and uh, I think we're going to be talking. The first week, we've got a Brazilian. Yes. Great. Quite well, and, yeah, uh, absolutely. Actually, I just
1: remember, full disclosure. I forgot to mention yeah. the my, my baskets and um, uh, porta filters. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, so I have an, an IMS um, port, uh, basket, uh, 12 to 16 grams, and an IMS uh, double basket, uh, 12 to 18 grams with uh, um, a double portafilter. The other one is mounted on the bottomless portafilter, and I use that to, to make sure that my extraction is right
0: and if somebody anyway. if, if people listening to this haven't uh haven't listened to our um our conversation we did we've released a a separate podcast where max and i talk about his uh, reconditioning of machines it's worth listening to because he's got a fascinating hobby and and um how long have you been doing it for max
1: uh, at this point i think it's a little over one year not very long but uh yeah. i am quite effective <laughs>
0: i've been doing some great machines let's wrap it up there we've been going for 12 minutes and uh hopefully people will will tune in for the first uh for the first podcast on this brazilian bean that we've been doing and uh and follow us on the journey